0: Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Made for More. Podcast. I am very excited to have today's guest on. I don't fangirl often, but when I do, I like to do it in style. And today's guest has been uh, someone I've been fangirling over and following for a number of years. Uh, this woman is exceptional at what she does. She is a ray of sun sunshine and rainbows every single day on the socials. It is none other than Tina Tower. Tina is an award winning series entrepreneur who has founded, grown and sold several businesses and franchises. Tina has helped hundreds of people package their expertise into an online course and launched it to the world. Through her program, her Empire Builder, she is on a mission to help 100 women build $1 million a year businesses by 2025, which is just awesome. Tina is also the author of two books, One Life, How to Have the Life of Your Dreams. I'd highly recommend it. I've checked it out myself. And most recently, in fact, it's coming out July 1, is the Million Dollar Micro Business. So Tina's actually won some pretty cool awards like the Telstra National Young Businesswoman of the Year, an Australian Business Champion, and has been featured on the Today Show, in the Financial Review, uh, and on Sky Business, and as a businesswoman to watch by the Huffington. Post and now her most recent debut on the Made for More podcast. I absolutely loved speaking with Tina. As I mentioned, she is a ray of sunshine. And if you don't check her, haven't checked her out yet, absolutely do. The links will be in the show notes for today. And if you'd like to check out a copy of her uh, million dollar micro business, it is live from July 1, but pre-order is open right now. And it's all about the pre-order. So jump in. I'll put the notes Uh, the details to order her book in the notes as well and if you're in Adelaide she's also doing a national book launch tour slash party Um, and I'll put the links for that in the notes as well because I'll be getting along to meet Tina IRL in real life and we'll probably have a bit of a fangirl moment all over again. Uh, I loved it's it's pretty special being able to uh, invite guests onto the podcast especially ones that I admire and have been following for so long. Let's jump in to today's episode. I hope you love it as much as I did. All right, let's jump in. Welcome to the Made for More podcast. I'll be sharing my experiences along with some actionable advice to take your leadership to the next level. Introducing your host, it's me, Ali Nitschke. I'm a leadership and courageous conversations expert and a teller lover, a mother of four young boys, a wife and a dance floor junkie. I'm here to give you the motivation you need to level up, lead yourself, lead your team and your business. Let's go. Hello and welcome to the Made For More podcast. I am very excited. In fact, fangirl fangirl excited to have today's guest on. Welcome to the podcast, Tina Tower. It is so amazing to have you here.
1: Thanks, Ali. The feeling is mutual.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We've been playing a bit of tag team on socials for quite a while. It's so nice to uh, meet you in real life via Zoom, which is how it all happens these
1: days. I know it'll be real life like real real life soon though which will be fabulous.
0: Yes I cannot wait for that. Uh, So before we get too far into it what I would love to know if you can share with the listeners is a little bit about your history. So where have you come from and where are you going?
1: How far back you want me to go, Ali? <laughs> uh,
0: well, I love your story. So I think start, start at the beginning is always yeah, a let place. me
1: see if I can wrap it up in a nutshell. Uh, so I started my business when I was 20 um, because I just, I was very hungry at an early age to, you know, I believed I was made for more. <laughs> oh, thanks. I'm just going to go, I went hard and fast um, straight yeah. away. All I wanted to do was to have freedom and, get married and have babies that was my big thing so I started a business when I was 20 and got married at 21 had my first baby at 24 and grew my business until I had children and then figured the way I had been operating would no longer work um, so that was I had an educational toy store that was open seven days a week and a tutoring center attached um, and by the time that happened I had three different tutoring locations and so I decided to license the curriculum that I'd made so I licensed throughout the country and then a whole lot of teachers were running that and Wanted business advice, so then I started franchising, and that was in 2011. Yep. And so franchised to 35 locations over the next five years. Yeah. Um, my plan was always to get to 100, and I got to 35. And I thought I may die. <laughs> <And> <laughs> i created like. <laughs> oh, the hardest, hardest business. And so I sold it in 2016 um, and then didn't know what I was going to do with my life. I had this massive identity crisis and going, who even am I? Which I know a lot of business owners can relate to that. Like we define ourselves by our business. And for me, all my self-worth came from my business as well. Like that's what made me feel like I was doing good in the world. Yeah. And so I didn't really know what to do then. And so we we literally ran away. We sold our house and our cars and our furniture and everything. And my husband and two kids went and traveled around the world for a year, which now that we're in like this this post-COVID times, I'm just like so thankful that we did that. But when I did that, um, I started in the online course world. So just kind of fell into it by accident. I had been privately coaching um, quite a few service-based business owners because they wanted to build and sell their service-based businesses like I had. And I found myself like time after time repeating the same thing again and again. And people were paying top dollar for private coaching. And I'm going, oh my gosh, this is literally what I've just said. And so (laughs) I got all of that stuff and put it in like a a program so that I could direct people through that. And then we could use our one-on-one time super specifically and getting over their individual mind blocks and all of that sort of thing. Um, So that went off. And then I started in online courses and it just, I fell in love, like totally in love with it going, this is the greatest leveraged value-based thing I have ever been a part of. And so since then, I've been really passionate about especially getting women because I know that wealthy women change the economy um, and showing them how they can package their expertise and grow. And so now I run online courses and a mastermind and I'm just having a ball. So that's the story in a nutshell. (laughs) And that's it. Just
0: love it. I love it so much. So you mentioned around um, when you finished up doing the franchise and you had a bit of a, you know, what am I going to do when I grow up type situation? Mm -hmm. What do you find, and this is quite common with business owners, with leaders, we kind of define ourselves by whatever job role we've given ourselves or whatever business we happen to be in. What did you have to unlearn?
1: Mm. Well, a lot of it was like drawing my self-worth from Mm. the business. I felt like I was useless without it. I went from you know it was very highly stressful and charged and my phone was ringing from seven o'clock in the morning till eight o'clock at night and everyone needed me and wanted me and you know as stressful as that was it was kind of like this situation where i was very integral to the operation of everything and then literally i had to hand in my computer my phone like i couldn't keep my email my phone number nothing and so the next day i woke up and it was just like nothing yeah needed for nothing I don't know what to do (laughs) yeah so for me I had to really figure out oh yeah like people do stuff other than just work and play with kids right (laughs) so what do I even like anymore like I didn't know what I enjoyed or yeah so I had to really detach from that and figure out who I was as a human when I wasn't defined by being the tutoring lady yeah that's so good Yeah,
0: And I think, I mean, I know a lot of women, I've got four kids and even each time I've gone on mat leave, it's been that same thing. Like I'm on mat leave now. What am I supposed to do? Because you're not kind of in that daily hustle and hustle and bustle of what's going on.
1: Because I mean, you, you like come off it and you're going, oh my God, how am I ever going to slow down? And then you do slow down and you go, how am I ever going to go back to that again? (laughs) Ooh, a little bit less. And then a it like, less and, and you ramp up again and you're like, hang on, hang on, bring it back, bring it back. <laughs> yeah.
0: I remember this No, Wait, wait, wait.
1: More yeah. <laughs> Have another baby. We'll go on mat leave again.
0: <laughs> I mean, you joke, but that's literally what it a- <laughs> is is what I did accidentally on purpose. Um, so I love so much that you're about uh, wealthy women changing the world. And I know that you've got quite a few examples of where you've had some amazing results with your own clients. Mm-hmm. But what prompted you to knuckle down on your big mission?
1: Yeah, well, so many things, um, so many things. And, you know, I've always I always get the question, like, why women? Why not women and men, why not, both? and the the thing is, especially in franchising, I was the only woman in a lot of rooms, most franchisors in Australia were men aged between 55 and 65, right. um, so I was always like, I bounced in, I started franchising when I was 27, like this colourful rainbow girl, just going, hi guys, and they just looked at me like I was a twit, yeah. um, and I know in a lot of different circles, you know, I did my um, AICD course to become like certified for boards in Australia, and and again, this whole world is just saturated with men at the top. And it's because women lead very differently. But when when women are in those positions, oh my gosh, the emotional intelligence we have and the intuition we have, and then what we do with the money that we make is yeah. so different to men. Yeah. And so I really wanted to do that. And also, you know, I've got this beautiful life where it doesn't fit into a box very much. So like, I don't work full time. My husband doesn't work full time. My kids like come and go, like they wouldn't say they've got a primary parent and not like, it's just, and so many women talk to me and go, how do you, how do you do that? Like how do you mm. actually have a business? And and so many women that I worked with would get their businesses to a good level of profit, like a hundred thousand a year, 200,000 a year, and then go, you know what, life is good. I'll yeah. leave it like this because I don't want to sacrifice my lifestyle to get yeah. to that next level. And I'm going, this is where it all stops. Like women own more businesses than men, but they're nowhere near as profitable because yeah. women get to this level and then go, I'll just sit here and not lose my life whilst men are like catapulting into the stratosphere. And yeah. so I wanted to be an example of going, actually, you can go that next level and not lose your life hmm. um, because it's really important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think it's one of those things when you're, you know, when you're women and you're trying to juggle this hashtag mental load and do all the things and kill it in business and slay it at home and like somehow keep your house tidy and like have it's, time it's for...
1: Just all unrealistic expectations. Totally. It's totally. Yeah. I mean, I'm a... I'm a spoiled shit in some ways (laughs) in going like I do the parts of life I love. I don't cook. I don't clean. I don't do laundry. I do all the fun bits and outsource the rest. And a lot of women that I talk to go, I'd love to do that. But, oh, my gosh, I wouldn't like like they feel like almost naughty at even thinking that that's possible. Whereas I'm like, why? (laughs) Like just, I mean, if you love it, some people love to cook, like have at it, but you've got to do the parts that you enjoy and you can, if you just decide to. So Yeah.
0: yeah. And you don't get in business to not be able to make those choices, right?
1: Yeah. That's what I figure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Love it. I'm a big, I'm big on outsourcing stuff that I don't like doing either. I'm not much of a House cleaner, if I could find a laundry person, I think that'd be next
1: yeah. on the list. I love the organization part of it. I don't like the cleaning part of it. So I love a good, like you know, when you pull out all the drawers and you organize and label ah. everything. That's that's like my sweet spot. But I don't like the daily clean.
0: Yeah, no, that's boring. Yeah. Lemon, boring, boring, lemon, boring. <laughs> um, so your one of your big missions is around uh, 100 women making a million dollars
1: by when? 2025
0: 2025 and are you on track
1: for that yeah I think we'll get so her empire builder which is my mastermind which was designed to help facilitate that mission um, is nearly a year old Uh, so it hasn't been going for very long we've just had our first members doing six-figure launches in a row Uh, so that is very freaking exciting. Um, we've had people that have had no background whatsoever start brand new businesses that are launching and having five-figure first launches. Um, so it's going really well. And I think we'll have the first three or four people hit a million next year. Uh, Shut a the I know. It's so cool. Congratulations. That's amazing. Kind of, well, it's them taking massive action is the big thing. So, so it's a combination of both. I mean, I'm pretty awesome and brilliant at what I do. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but they're the ones that have to trust and do the things that they've never done before and be bold enough to go completely out of their comfort zone and, and really go for it in yeah. a way, um, which is much easier said than done. A lot of people say like they want to do different things, but so much of business is this mind battle in how do we get ourselves to do the things that we actually want to do. Mm. without getting that self-defeat on the way there. Um, So when I see people do that and overcome that, like it's just, this is what I mean when I say like I've never had so much fun in business. It's just fantastic. And what I see is as women do better and better, they're hiring other women. So they're, they're like growing all of this. They're having flexible work arrangements for their staff. So it just helps everyone. They're very philanthropic they do all of these amazing things and it's just I just love it we're just making the world a better place
0: absolutely do you know I actually have uh you to thank so you had a podcast uh, episode recently around when's it time to hire, and I commented like, "Yes, this is definitely what I needed to hear." Speaking of hiring women uh, on a flexible basis, I've got my first staff member here in Adelaide, a mum who couldn't get um, couldn't find work part time around kindy hours, yeah. and she is an absolute bloody gun. Yeah, I'm so glad I listened to that and then took some action because Norena give her a little shout out. She's so so good. I can't believe. It.
1: Yeah, oh, it's amazing. It. I can't even tell you how many times. So my right hand woman. Jara is uh what is she just turned 28 um wow. and so many people say to me that's great that you've got her it's a shame that she's at that age group though you've only got her for such a short time before she has babies i'd never hire someone that age and i'm like <gasps> oh my gosh <laughs> and it's from both men and women as well really? so it's, it's just going like the more that we can be examples that all different scenarios will work yeah work out I mean you can get I mean you could I could have hired a 40 year old dude and he's just like like no you don't you don't know what's going to happen but you definitely should not hire people um, should not not hire people because they're either having children or have had children or anything like that because I've found in my 17 years of hiring people that they're the most dedicated as well yeah
0: yep Multitaskers can yeah. sort out a problem really efficient, committed to what they're doing. Yeah. I absolutely agree with you there. Yeah, no. So thank you for that. Yeah, <laughs> i spent a I'm so weeks glad it out. Yeah, so good. Uh, so you mentioned about her empire builder, and I know that this is your your mastermind and your baby, and you've also got a podcast by the same name. Can you tell me a little bit around like where em- her empire builder came from? The name, yeah. brilliant, love it, um, and a little bit around what it is.
1: Yeah. So I started it. um, So yeah, less than a year ago. So in the middle of 29, uh, 2020, um, and it was supposed to launch at the beginning of 2020 when COVID hit. So I'd made this like amazing retreat in Palm Springs and I was in California when I got the email from Virgin saying get on a plane and come home, mm. on my way to run this retreat, which was going to be amazing for all of these women that were flying in from all different countries, and then off the back of that, we were launching the mastermind. So mm. for me, I was going, okay, what do I do now? <laughs> like how do I how do I launch this? And and you know when there's a pandemic hitting, and is this really the time to do that? So I kind of put it on the back burner for a couple months. Um, yep. But it had been in the works for a year before that, like getting it all ready and getting the branding ready and the content ready and the planning and the guest experts and all of that sort of stuff. So Her Empire Builder was really because I wanted to show people a different way of of building their own empires. And when I this is a good example of not ever asking people their opinion, just trusting your own gut, mm. is I asked people like I had a few different names, like what do you think of this one? And that was my total front runner. And the general consensus was empire is no good because women don't want to build empires. Like it's it's not relatable. And oh. I was going, actually my type of women do. <laughs> Yeah. And this is what I find is there's all these different bubbles and. I live in a beautiful bubble, like in, in, my land, it's very normal to have very smart, highly ambitious women. And so I can forget sometimes <laughs> that there's other types of people in the world. Uh, but I really wanted it. And it seemed to resonate with a lot of people. And since I've seen the word empire pop up in heaps of places, yeah. so obviously people think, yes, it's a winning word. So that's how it started. And then I waited a few months after COVID hit and we launched in June last year, um, and my goal was just to have 10 people in the, in the first round. So I did the full launch, which I talk about, limited launch, an eight-day live launch, um, which, you know, is really what I do well. Um, and we got 32 people in the first round, which was Amazing. incredible because I, I very rarely exceed my own expectations because I set goals really high. Really. <laughs> like very like at the end I've got this ritual I ring the bell when we get a new member and we welcome them in um and like that last day so on the last day we had 18 people on the last day like it was holy just, smokes and I'm there like the boys my, my I've got two sons they weren't back at school yet because they were still on like the school was still closed so they were at yeah. home and I'm ringing the bell like tears flying down my face just going oh my god there's more people <laughs> like it was just this amazing moment um and now and then after like the the strange thing and people will look at me a lot and, and think I've got all my shit worked out uh, but it, it, you never do you know every time <laughs> you go to a different level you you uncover a whole different set of problems that you never knew you had yeah. and so that happened and then the next day i like went into a full panic attack in going <laughs> no. okay so this many people have given me this much money oh my god i better be able to deliver like this is going so now that you know i see people just like flying i yeah feel great <laughs> now i'm like okay we can we got all the confidence in the Ring world bell. now but you have that initial moment at the start where you're like shit, can i actually do this like is this going to be okay um so yeah that's that's how it it started and it's just kind of grown from there but it's um it's a program that uh, so yeah you asked asked what it is it's It's a group-based program. Um, We have a must. It's pretty full-on, so it's not like a lot of courses where it's it's kind of like you dip in, dip out. It's it's a lifestyle. (laughs) You've got to be committed and like ready to go kind of thing. So, um, you know, we have a masterclass every week. Um, So every month we've got a masterclass one week, then the next week we bring in a guest expert. So we've had people like Casey Morris and James Wedmore and Colin Boyd and Clint Salter, like multi, multi-million dollar um, course creators, which is incredible to be able to get them in to answer questions for my ladies. Um, So we do that. And then we have small group coaching, which is only eight people in each group. So that I can get them unstuck and answer those questions all, all in that nice environment. Um, and then there's, oh, there's just templates for everything, Canva templates, checklists, like everything's just there. Um, so it's amazing. And then we have our retreat as well every year. That's two and a half so days. This year is in Noosa, which will be so good. Um, but it's capped. So at the moment we've got sixty-two members. And then when we get to hundred, we'll close it. Um, so it's, it's quite. I, it's not something that I want to scale massively I want to keep it small yeah
0: amazing um so you mentioned James Wedmore so he's the niche person isn't he he's like get find your niche
1: he uh, that's one of his things yeah he runs business by design is what he's best known for that's right yeah
0: what do you think is the most unusual or interesting niche that some of your women in the empire builders have developed
1: Oh, there's so many different types. Like we've got fitness courses for prenatal. We have self-love school. We have financing for millennials, like how to improve your finances. We've got... Um, I don't know if I can swear on this one. Unf motherhood, um, oh yeah, <laughs> is one of them. Um, like there's there's all different types, and we've got some people with memberships, some people with courses, some that are like high end premium price, some that are like the style squad that's low price high volume, like that teaches you how to dress for your shape and Ooh. your color type and all of that sort of thing. Like it's just cool. yeah, we've got a really eclectic mix of businesses all doing online programs on Kajabi through personal brand. So that's like the-, the umbrella. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. So, I mean, COVID was like a blessing and a curse, right? Pain in the bum for many, many people, many, many businesses, travel, the whole rest of it. But have you noticed that there's, a, I guess, a lot more of an appetite these days for online courses or where do you think? Yeah. Do you think it's accelerated yeah. people's um, tolerance for online courses or appetite
1: for yes. it? Yes. Well, I mean, there used to be like, I don't think, I think you'd be hard pressed now to find someone that doesn't know how to use zoom. Like yes, it's, it's true. it just went off. Yeah. And I was, I was just, I haven't thank haven't stopped being thankful that, you know, all I could think when it happened was had it happened two years ago and I owned 35 tutoring locations yes, with 120 is. staff, like Mm. that's just hard. And so many people were in such a difficult position that we Mm. had, um, you know, at that time we were building websites as well. So we were building people's Kajabi sites and I'd consult and help them build out their courses one-on-one and get that all done. Um, And we we built 17 sites in that one month after COVID hit, because we had so many people ringing and I was like, we're full, like, I can't possibly do any more. And they were saying, Tina, like you're the person everyone said to go to because not, there wasn't that many people in the industry. And I was like, we can't do it. And people were going, well, if I don't get online by the end of this month, I simply can't pay my mortgage. Like I have to get online. And so my husband and I were just there, like from the second we woke up to the second we went to bed, just on the computers just going our hardest. But I did not mind that for a second because I just Felt so thankful that that we had a business still.
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But yes, we were in a perfect position to be able to fly from that.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. And I think, yeah, I'm noticing that there's a lot more of a tolerance now for online and Zoom and everyone knows how to get on. And yeah, you know, most use words, you're on mute. So I think it definitely opens up a lot of opportunities for people that hadn't ever considered online as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: So you've been in business, building businesses, selling businesses, creating franchises since you were 20, which is amazing. And you've packed up all of that unique wisdom of your very own learnings over that time. And you've got a very exciting book that is coming out about to launch. Can you tell me about it?
1: Yeah, so Million Dollar Micro Business is um, actually. I was talking with Jara, my EA, like just before this, in going. So she asked a question about something that one of our customers had asked. And I was like, oh, I think that's in there. And then we flicked to the glossary of the book and like flicking in, going, oh my gosh, it's like so much that I know packaged in such a beautiful like, thing. <laughs> so, oh, yes, good. it is. Um, I wrote the book because it's the beginning stages. So I want to work with people in courses and masterminds and that sort of thing that are like there and ready to fly. But it's really hard at the beginning to know where to start and how to actually get that done. So I thought I'll put that all into a book so that it can be really far reaching because at the moment, course creators that know how to create courses don't write books. They sell courses because Mm. you make a lot more money from courses than you do from writing a book. Um, But I love books. I just, I just love them. There's something about a book that's pretty magical, um, and so I wanted to put it in there and go. You know what? For twenty nine ninety five, you can have everything that you need to get yeah. started and be on your way to creating a seven figure business with a few people a year on your team. So it's, um, it's a concept that I'm very passionate about because it's one that until I did it, I didn't think it was possible. I would see people talk about it and go. <laughs>
0: bullshit. I hadn't heard about Uh, it until you started talking about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was just, you know, I had been in business for such a long time doing time for money and I didn't really, like it was leveraged and I scaled, I scaled massively, but it was still very, like you worked for every dollar. And so having this, this business that could trade money for value instead of for time was just like Mm. a revelation to me. Mm. And I was like, everyone needs to know about this because <laughs> there's so many people with so much knowledge and expertise that could help shortcut someone else's success for a yeah. very low price and it's a win-win for both people so I'm like just package it get it out there everyone needs to have one
0: yeah absolutely i can't wait to order my copy on yeah. and you can order on uh, amazon and booktopia yes. and another very exciting thing we we're talking right at the beginning of the episode meeting in real life in adelaide because drum roll Um, you're gonna be getting on a plane
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah book launch so are you do you have your dates handy dandy there We do. Yeah, we're going, um, well, I'm going all over Australia and New Zealand as well. So I'm pretty much going the entire month of July. So I start on the 7th of July um, in the central coast or New South Wales, and then going to Tasmania, all over Queensland, Melbourne, Adelaide, Perth, and then down to Auckland. So it will be you know, I don't do things by halves. If I'm gonna launch a book, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, go hard, hard or go home. That's yeah. it. That's it, and go everywhere. Um, yeah, even the publisher was like, most people just have like one book launch party. I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm going one. Every- no, yeah.
0: we want many. Uh, and where can people find uh, tickets and dates for yeah, that? Yeah,
1: so it's all at tina forward slash tour
0: amazing I have already got my ticket so if you're in Adelaide uh, feel free to join me and meet the amazing Tina Tower in real life it's yeah. going to be at the Franklin Hotel cannot wait
1: I can't wait um, to, Yeah, at every different stop we've got like a different business person that's yes. local there yes. that's going to be like telling their own story and we'll have a Q&A between both of us oh awesome so it'll be really good from that point of view but also to connect with other business owners and have yummy drinks and yummy food it'll be good yeah. night
0: I cannot wait. I'm so excited about it. Uh, Before we finish up, what would be your top five tips for, you know, new business owners? I work with leaders mostly in corporate, but also business owners that are kind of shifting from being a solo entrepreneur to now, you know, growing their own business. And then all of a sudden they've got this leadership hat that they're wearing. They're like, oh, actually, I didn't know how to do that. What would be your top five tips for business owners that are transitioning to that leadership
1: top five i think the top one for me and for everybody that i've worked with in business is is paying attention to your thoughts Um, oh so good and beliefs that we have we often think it's the tangible things that are holding us back from leveling up but so often it's the beliefs that we hold that we don't really consciously are aware of yeah Um, So the more that we can, the more that we can do that, I mean, even like an example, I had this massive panic attack a couple of weeks ago and, you know, ended up just like shaking and feeling so nauseous and just going like total wig out. And a lot of it was because I like launching the book and I have such high expectations for the book, but I have this real fear around being known as well. So I want the book to fly. I want it to be so good. But then if my dream comes true, (laughs) then i've also got this that i'm like oh i'm not sure i want to go into that yeah. um so it's like every time you go to level up you've got to really assess well why what am i so afraid of with that like what is holding that back and everyone has that and usually we won't go to that next level because we'd love the safety of being yeah. where we are even if it's not serving us it's still safe and familiar so we'll stay where it is so i think that's the number one is going like examine our own thoughts and beliefs um Second one is get the help, like stop being a hero. Oh, uh, so good. That is such a vital one. Um, one of the hardest things that I've learned is, is like letting go of that control and not having to <laughs> do everything uh, because, you know, I'm a control freak. So <laughs> it's, it's quite hard, but I find most Crying of us that up are and successful are yeah. ah. Like that's yep. how we get to that level. And, and, you know, that will get you to a certain level. And it's it's so vital. I do think it's, it's so vital to, you know, do as much as you can yourself until you get to a critical mass. But then, you know, it's that old saying, what got you here won't get you there. You have to know yeah. where to then let it go and go, yeah. you know what, when people say, I hate it when people say, you've got all the time in the world for the things that are most important to you because mm. you don't. if you've got lots of important things like I go in my life I want to be this like kick-ass businesswoman I want to be a great wife I want to take care of my two children I'm practicing like learning to play the piano I do organic gardening and grow all our own vegetables I've got two dogs that I like to train I go out on the jet ski with my husband and tow him into big surf waves like there is a lot to do in (laughs) life that I value and you go you've got 24 hours in a day like pick them. And so when I say, don't be a hero, it's going, there was a big part of me that felt like, like, what am I teaching my boys that mm. I don't do my laundry? Like I put it out in a basket. Someone comes, picks it up, takes it away, folds it, brings it back. And yeah. I go, that's not great lessons for them. But then I'm going, well, what's better to do that or to have them come home and go, yeah, let's go play basketball or whatever it is that we're doing. So you've got to be able to know that every time you're saying yes to something, you're saying no to something else and, and choose consciously. Otherwise we end yeah. up with this massive overwhelm running around ragged the whole time and going, I can't do it all. And yes, yeah. you can't pick it. Yeah. <laughs> pick what you can do. Yeah. Um, I love that. I'm talking too long about my five. <laughs> no, you're talking just the perfect amount of time. I'm like, are these supposed to be like short fire things? They can be whatever yes, you choose. <laughs> um. Third, I would say invest in your success. Oh, Uh, so good. So even, you know, uh, at the moment, I'm doing a 12-week coaching program that I've paid $17,000 for. Like it's a massive amount of money. Um, But I have, like in the year like 2010 before I started franchising I earned 32,000 in that year and I spent twelve and a half thousand dollars on education like it is something that I have always spent money on because we don't know what we don't know and sometimes Mm -hmm. it's good just to be challenged at every level and to learn and then get all you can from that person and then go to the next person at the next level and keep moving it on up um because I think a lot of the time I'll talk to people uh, and they'll say, you know, I can't quite afford that yet, but it's the cost of not doing it. I mean, I see people in business that go year after year with the same business because they won't take the leap in investing in learning how to grow, but then go, why aren't I growing at that rate? And yeah, so I do think you do have to sacrifice at Some level to do that. Mm, Um, mm. Yeah, I was talking to a lady the other day who she was looking at a different program and going, you know, if I do that, we can't have our family holiday this year. And I did not say this, but I'm thinking, so if you can't have your family holiday, would you rather pay like $10,000 for a program that's going to teach you how to make, you know, 18 family holidays? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Or you want to have your family holiday now? Like look after future you. Um, And yeah, I've spent some money on things that have been so worth it and given me back like a hundredfold and I've spent money on things that I've gone that was a total waste of money. And sometimes yeah. you don't know until you try. You've yeah. just got to make the best decision that you can at the time, but yeah. the but take the conscious effort to getting to where you want to go and getting help to do that. Yeah. Um so I, I think that. that's one. What else? I don't know. I could sit here all day. <laughs> This is what else we have to do at this. Um, so yeah, I think investing, I think being really smart with your money, like reviewing your key metrics all the time, um, yep. but having a regular thing. I cannot believe how many business owners I work with that don't review their profit and loss every month and track their spending and their bills and what they're going to consciously invest in for their marketing and for their team and have profit ratios and everything in order, as well as looking at their website heat maps and what calls to action are working and developing new lead magnets and like... Like all of the, we do the fun stuff, but a lot of people are like, when it comes to key metrics. But you Just give me win- one second while I write some personal notes on that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you know, if you want to, if you want to improve, if you want to move that needle, you have got to know what you're improving. And it's yeah. um, it was like a really old saying that's, I think it was, I don't know if it was Anthony Robbins or who said it, but what is tracked and measured is grown. Yeah, um, and that was one that you know, made so much sense to me. And it's only through doing that. Like I can look at our, like we have hot jar on our Kajabi website, which shows yep. us exactly what people are clicking on, how long they're staying on different things, where they're clicking off, all of that sort of thing. So each yep. month I look at that and I try to improve our results one to 5% on every page result every month. Yeah, wow. And that doesn't sound like much, but accumulative, and this is what we do is accumulate. That can be my number five it's consistency over time um so, you know it's doing small things it's not it's the same with exercise you know it, which um, I really wish wasn't true because I, I don't love exercise <laughs> but it's like you know when you go into something and you're all fired up and you you're like perfect for a month and then you just it's like January you mean January Yeah, I mean January. (laughs) But, you know, you always get overtaken by the person that's slow and steady and just consistently doing the right thing over years and years and years. And the same thing is with business. It's what you do when no one's watching that counts the most and being able to go, you know what, I'm going to make those tiny incremental 1% changes because if I keep doing that, it's not hard. It's so easy to just be that little bit better than you were before. But Mm. accumulative over time, when you do that consistently and show up for your audience, consistently and serve and add value that's going to yield massive results compared to people that just like come out and then they'll just burn out
0: Ta-da. yeah I'm a bull out of the gate type operator so yeah.
1: you can be I kind can definitely... of both. like I go you can go in sprints definitely yeah. like there's different seasons yeah. where you go in sprints at the moment we're in a massive sprint but yeah. gotta always run like it's a marathon yeah you want to be in business for the long game for sure
0: That's amazing. I love that. So pay attention to your thoughts and beliefs, get the help and stop being a hero, invest in your success. be smart with your money and consistency over time. Some very solid top five tips. Thank you so much, Tina. I've absolutely loved having you on the show. I'll put all of the links for what we've talked about today in the show notes and uh, make sure you check out Tina Tower on the socials and of course, order her brand new book, which is Million Dollar Micro Business um, and jump on the tour.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. It was so nice to talk to you after being social media friends for so long. Yeah, <laughs> All right. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode on the Made For More podcast, please make sure you subscribe to receive future episodes. And, of course, five-star reviews are always welcome on the Apple podcast. If you'd like a copy of the show notes or any of the links mentioned today, check out madeformore.com au forward slash podcast and of course if we aren't connected already you can find me in all the usual places ali nitschke on linkedin ali made for more on facebook and instagram i hope you have an awesome week and i'll catch you again soon Bye bye